customers of yours and fans of Whiskey Acres and fans of the podcast, and they don't like awesome. Jake, um, I'll uh, do something special for them. Yep. As long as they leave us a positive review. Yeah. On the podcast, huh? <laughs> they will. <laughs> what, the one talk shit to what's his? Oh, what's oh. His uh, so <laughs> I got to change his name. <laughs> wait, I should also mention the the one guy who's coming to Whiskey Acres was like. Yeah, I'm so into your guys' podcast that I started listening to the Movie Matters podcast. And he's like, I love it. Like, I start cracking up during really? some of those episodes. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm a huge movie buff. So, like, now I'm probably your biggest fans on both the podcasts. Oh, that's uh-huh. cool. There's one of five on one of five on one and one of two on the other. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. And I'm Jake from Gold Eagle. And due to copyright laws, we are talking about the big game this week. This this today, if you're listening <laughs> to it on the day of the episode drop, there's a very super game that's very big that's being played later today. Uh, and I think Usher is going to be there for some reason. And T-Swift. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about as big as a college bowl game. And it's very super. Oh, that's that's <laughs> all our ways to tiptoe around this bullshit in the NFL. Get over yourselves. Um, so, yeah, uh, we wanted to you know talk about um, Whiskey Advocate put out an article about pairings for uh, – football food and whiskey uh which is absolute trash oh wait think yeah. i never saw that article so, i thought we were talking about their top uh, don't worry list. i no it, it wasn't <laughs> oh, it's no. like it's like they're if you're having a super bowl party serve this food and pair it with this whiskey Ooh, all right yeah. i gotta and look just this up most, absolute garbage it's absolute <laughs> garbage like i've never been to a super bowl party where any of these foods have ever been served now to be fair I don't go to very classy Super Bowl parties because normally I'm at Jake's. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect classy things. Um, but it's just, I don't know. Like, we talk about how we don't like hoity-toity whiskey people in their their comments. And this list just bleeds that. So mm-hmm. I don't know, we'll kind of talk about some of the things they mention that you should be having for, for the Super game today. Um, and then we can give you our input on if it's a good match or not and uh, what you should have instead. All right. So yeah. Jake, I, I, I know I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just looked up the article and it's the same six stooges that they feature in every other <laughs> article that they post. Yeah. <laughs> Highland Park, Eagle Rare, Milaman Green, Yamazaki, Suntory, Redwood Empire, Weller Reserve, Whistlepig, Old particular. I mean, that's like ninety percent of what's on every whiskey advocate article. Yeah. Come on. So let's start there. They're wanting the uh, the Prince Edward uh, Island oysters and Highland Park twelve year old. I have no idea what a Prince Edward uh, oyster is. I've eaten no oysters, um, more, mainly for the aphrodisiac reasons. Have you seen uh, them served at a Super Bowl that- party? I have no, no. again. What have what no. what kind of person is going to put out oysters party? for a football party? <laughs> that it's so stupid. 
It's the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. Not only that, but it says he gives tasting notes on the oysters. Like, how pretentious can you possibly get? I don't. I mean, oysters and scotch is starting to become more of a thing. We we've had actually one distillery approach us and try and do like an oyster pairing masterclass type of thing, um, and we were all for it, but that's that's kind of been tabled for now so it might happen but yeah i don't know about a super bowl food or sorry no football game food being uh <laughs> are oyster you, are you guys oyster fans or no never I had it i have no interest in trying it i'm not a huge it fan so, but so gross. yeah i don't know like so i don't know if you guys know but i actually don't eat meat like i'm a pescatarian so i ate a lot of fish and oysters kind of are not i wouldn't ever choose to order it but if i'm with someone they're like oh you got to try their oysters here like i'll eat them uh but i usually find them to just be slimy and not truly appealing yeah i just lost a little bit of respect for you but that's okay <laughs> I mean, you didn't know that <laughs> well you you had respect for him that's, that's a step ahead of me um <laughs> I, I've had them a few times. It's normally been like at fancy restaurants where people are eating oysters and they'll have like a big tray that'll come out. You know, I'll throw a little bit of the, the sauce on it and slide it down. But I would never think of that as like a good appetizer for a football game party. Yeah, like, no. I, and I'm not sure what type of football party they have. And the next one they have on the list is definitely more my style, mm-hmm. which is Eagle Rare and barbecue rib sliders, which... I guess if you're talking for this super or this big game, if you had some Kansas City uh, barbecue rib sliders and Eagle Rare, I would I would I would enjoy that. I think the sweet sweet and tangy with the ribs would pair well with an Eagle. Yeah, I mean the thing is like any bourbon pairs with any barbecue, so it does as, you know. as long as there's not too much spice. Yeah, that's right. that's the thing. Too much spice, <clears throat> like any any spicy food, is gonna really take away from tasting whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. sweeter barbecue sauce and and bourbon pair excellently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know if I would like it with an Alabama white barbecue sauce. Yeah, no, it has to be like a. A regular, a, like... A, a red southern... Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. Um, of course, I just minimized out of my list. Um, <clears throat> Next one is wings and Millam and Green pork cask rye. This is a horrible pairing. Dressed in a fruity and spicy sauce. So, yeah, you lost me at spicy... For sure. Yeah, you can't you can't eat spicy food and drink whiskey. No, it doesn't work not. well, especially with a peppery rye. Yeah, like, I don't think this, especially with rye, it does not not work. I've tried it; it does not work well. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never had a Milam and Green rye either to try, so I don't know too much about their rye. Um, but yeah, I don't think I have either. But I mean. It, Typically, like, no matter what rye profile you're talking about, 
it's not going to pair well with spicy, which like most wings are spicy. Um, and like, even this one's they're calling specifically for a pork cask rye. That just doesn't doesn't seem like it fits to me. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, the wings sound good. Maybe with a dry rub, with like a dry rub spice of like I I I any kind of spice and alcohol to me. Like high, higher proof alcohol. Yeah, I'd say, just I'd say spicy wings and beer is always a favorite. Like, yeah, have which way is more fine. Respect, they like, that but way. like uh, the burn of alcohol plus the burn of spicy food just doesn't mix well. There's nothing refreshing about whiskey and spicy food. I mean, it's very, it's extremely off putting. Yeah. Like, you, you cannot taste the whiskey. You need some kind of bright refreshing like fruity cocktail to pair with right. any spicing foods to kind of cut it down when and usually this the a, a spicy food is gonna like blow your palate out for the whiskey anyway you're not gonna be able to pick up whatever you would normally be able to or try to pick up from the whiskey so yeah dumb here's a here's a hot take for my side of things, I don't like drinking and eating that much together at the same time either, unless it's with a beer. Man, I'm the opposite. Like I usually will stop drinking and eat whiskey if I'm going to be eating <clears throat> like small snacks, like the little cheese cheese trays, cracker trays, like stuff like that. I'll snack, but I can't have a meal and a and sit there and yeah, sip you on know, whiskey uh, yeah. Having. I mean, I agree with yeah, like I usually a meal, don't either, but soup or a, you know big football game party like. I'm going to be eating and drinking the whole time. <laughs> um, would you <laughs> find be me eating the, appet- the appetizer table? <laughs> would, would you be at the appetizer table uh, grazing on the next option, which is caviar dip <laughs> in the Yamazaki 12-year-old? Um, well, of course they had to throw in a Yamazaki. I mean, that is probably the number one sponsor of Whiskey <laughs> Advocate. Uh, every single article they come out with features a Yamazaki. Um, me personally, like, I don't, I don't really think caviar is a football game food that you would think about, you know. Oh, but what about an elevated dish is what they're saying here. This is an elevated dish. I, I'll tell you right now, the guy that wrote this article has never watched the Super Bowl in his life, and he's never been to a Super Bowl party. <laughs> or the guy who wrote the article has never really drank whiskey. They just told him which whiskeys he needs to include. <laughs> or that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go through all these things. Like, Well, there's, there's not, there's a lot not of too many more. but Redwood Empire Steak Tacos. Like, sign me up. Like, that one I could... Do. Fine, I guess. Um, well, any whiskey and steak tacos. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Any Question any whiskey and tacos. Tacos, here. tacos, tacos. Uh, what, here here's the here's the kicker on here though. They're wanting it on a corn tortilla. Are you guys corn or corn? Jake? Either. I don't. It doesn't bother me. If I do corn, I got to have like two or three layers of corn tortilla. Otherwise, my fingers just poke right through and I have a. Oh yeah, yeah that. Uh huh. Um, but 
in the next one we have to we have to tell because of course it's in there the, the fish the, tacos and wellers the wellers <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Willi- uh, William yeah, Larue special Weller Special Reserve and fish tacos. I think it's Wellers. Well, I think it's yeah. called Wellers. That's fine. <laughs> Served with Which creamy again. coleslaw, zesty pico de gallo, spooned over the top. Which, like, fine, whatever. Like, <clears throat> I'd act- so. I mean, all right. I'll say this might actually be the most sensible pairing on the list because they're both light. Well, I was going like to say flavor and like aren't overpowering. I agree with that, but what uh, Weller Reserve could pair with anything because it's so light and right. flavorless. <laughs> yeah. Like you could put it with anything you want, yeah. and it would do fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not like um, any kind of revelation. That, okay. that would be so, like my <laughs> spicy pairing. If you have like wings, put Weller against it because it kind of refresh your palate and set it back right. to zero. It's like borderline neutral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what if we did Weller and the Caviar? You think that would go well, right? <laughs> as long as you have your pinky up, they, when they'll you're all do it. well. <laughs> um, what they got a three cheese and pepperoni flatbread with Whistle Pig Farm Stock, right? Now at least like the last couple here they've had are like something that you would actually eat at a Super Bowl party. Yeah, but like yeah. what wouldn't go well with a three cheese and pepperoni flatbread? Right. Like what? Like whatever. Move on. Yeah. Next one. Like any any kind of any whiskey with a little spice would go well with that. So any rye, any any bourbon with a little rye in it. Yeah, I could do a lobster roll. I could too. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that at a football with party. The Mortlock. No, that's um oddly specific. Unless maybe you're a Patriots fan. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're winning with Mortlock. Bacon cheeseburger and High West bourbon. High West, Fine. High West bourbon I'll is the that. most bland bourbon out there. <laughs> I mean, you could pick any any bourbon on the shelf and pair it with a bacon cheeseburger. Come on. Right. Yeah. All right. So, All right. so that's what they're telling us to do. What are some things? Yeah, you I was going to say we're shit. For a we're shitting on whiskey party. advocates list. So let's <laughs> let's challenge ourselves to come up with some good pairings and see what we're going to do here. I mean, so first, no spicy food at all. No, not a good idea. Uh unless you're going to unless you're going to throw in a cocktail. If you're, if you're specifically, yeah, like cocktail is different mm-hmm. than a neat whiskey. So. I would say like a really good whiskey sour would pair well with like buffalo wings or mm-hmm. something like that. Buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, or buffalo chicken dip. That's a good like contrast and it'll help like reset your palate after the spice. Yeah. I I like what would go good with taco dip. I almost feel like I want to uh <laughs> I almost feel like I'm a little wood. bit smokier with taco mm-hmm. dip. Uh, wait for our upcoming new riff barrel pick, which is going to drop before this episode airs. But yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. Super smoky, like yeah. beyond. I was thinking better like that Delbach that I've had Delbach before. Would yeah, be good. That would be mm-hmm. good with the, with a good taco dip. Yeah, especially with the the mesquite in the in mm-hmm. the Delbach. If yeah. you get like some good 
yeah, some good Southwest kind of action going on. That's perfect. Already better than. Already doing better than whiskey yeah. advocate. <laughs> <laughs> what What are some of your other go to super or foods for the game? I always get Portillo's beef and sausages because it's easy and it's good. Yeah, I'm trying to. I was always a big dip. I, I like dips. I, had, I like dips. I mean, I so guacamole is a staple. Oh, yeah. Gotta have it <laughs> at a Super Bowl. Um, thankfully, I think it pairs well with most whiskeys out there. Like, you can pretty much put anything with guacamole. Um, but honestly, I think particularly like an American single malt would do well with guacamole. Um, oh, yeah. Just because it's <laughs> a little more one dimensional, it's not as sweet. Um, I think, I think that would be a really good, really good comparison. Yeah. It would, I think it plays nice yeah. with other flavors. Mm-hmm. Like it's know? very, yeah, it's very open to other flavors that can get thrown in there and can play off of that. So, yeah, I I think that's like bourbon, I think can too, though you want to lean more towards like sweet and like, so, and also straight, like straight savory with yeah, bourbon. So I would um, do I would do like the caramelized onion cheese that I put on a lot ooh, of the boards oh, at the mm. store with some bourbon. Um yeah. I would definitely do some different crackers with the bourbon. Um yeah, it's it's tough. To, it, it is kind of tough to pair meats unless it's like bacon with high fat content with bourbon because if you get any spice it's it's can be very off-putting with the spice that you find in bourbon. They they don't yeah. really go well together. Jake, I think you were at the Super Bowl party I had in my old place, maybe. Um, and for food, I want to do something different. So we like we had like a lot of normal snack things out, but I made a buttload of hot dogs, and then just told people to bring over any random thing that they could think of for toppings. So like we just had like, I mean, I was throwing guacamole and pico on hot dogs and just like all this random stuff, make your own crushed up Doritos. As I, I enjoyed that. I would love to do that again. Just anything, anything like that, like goes great. Hot dog and whiskey. Fine. Sign me up. Yeah. But I think that that's another thing where like the hot dog is just like meat. And like that pairs well with a good whiskey, um, particularly like the bourbon and single malt. Um, rye, I think is, tougher because ryes are typically so like bold and and uh very different they're more in that like herbal kind of category um so those are a little tougher to Rye would go a lot better with your dessert trays yeah if you get more into like the baking spice Mm-hmm. Kind of realm, I think. Yeah, yeah like sweeter desserts, like uh, you know, dulce de leche. Shout out to Neil. Just kidding. <laughs> um, rye would go well with your like, uh, creme brulee, like or like brownies. Yeah, I was thinking, um, <clears throat> you know, something something a little sweet and more dessert forward. Rye would pair excellent. I was with thinking, caramel. like, uh, if you get like a a dill forward rye with like your French onion dip or something like that. Ooh. Or, yeah. uh, or like a, a ranch based 
dip. Yeah, if you know if, good. If, if I go to a Super Bowl party, I expect like five or six different dips to be out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's that's a staple in a Super Bowl or sorry, any football party, watch party. Uh you need We're past the point. <laughs> we we stopped caring about it ten times. You need ago. to have you need to have like some core dips out there the whole time that will really excite people um and as long yeah. as as long as nothing is too spicy i think most dips uh because they're paired with crackers and chips and uh, a lot of saltiness like most dips would pair well with most bourbons and other whiskeys out there yeah the one thing i would recommend for people that are trying to put pairings together is this is a super bowl this is american football Get your Scotch bullshit out of here. You had Get to say Irish that, didn't you? You had to say that. I, if you're I watching would, the World Cup, have fun. Like I don't I'll care, agree this is with Dan on this. You Thank should be you. drinking American spirits if you're watching yeah. American football. <laughs> Screw all this freaking Japanese bullshit you got on your whis- whiskey advocate. I mean, that is, yeah, that is a little weird that they threw in more overseas whiskeys than american whiskeys for the for yeah. the for the big american football game <laughs> so uh I, I think we're probably all upset the game is san fran and and uh kansas city and not baltimore and and detroit which i think a lot of us would have preferred Detroit would have been fun to watch uh, but i as as like we're we're nfc north yeah. you guys are bears i'm a packer like the way I've always viewed the North and the NFC Central since I was little is it's like Green Bay is going to win. <laughs> I absolutely despise the Vikings with all my heart. I hate the Bears, but I have a mutual respect for the history. And the Lions were always like the little kid that ran around the playground with a helmet on. And it's like, oh, good for you guys. Look at you guys doing well for once. So, like, I didn't care about them. Um, but regardless, we were going to like try and do our own picks of the game based off of whiskeys made in each state. Um, you know, <clears throat> there's a couple really big states that produce a lot of whiskey and have a lot of great distilleries. Um, Missouri and California are not super big in those. Um, not yeah. yet. Markets, not, not and, and markets also, are growing in both. Also very mm-hmm. surprising that they aren't just because California being so big, they're usually one of the first to spearhead any kind of movement. Um, but yeah, not with whiskey. So the one thing I, I mean, we haven't done any research on this. Like we normally, like we normally never do. (laughs) Um, I almost wonder on the California side, like if there's disputes and they make the wine industry has such a hold in the alcohol business out there. If they purposely try and make it harder for the rules to change, probably, to keep the wine as number one. So I, I'm not saying that's what's happening, but that's one of the first initial things I started when I'm like, God, there aren't a ton. And you would think with as much land as they have out there, they'd be able and to have money. some big distilleries. I mean, uh, they the have money, a lot the of water issues, though. You need a lot of water if you're going to uh, Not right now. Have you heard about this? It rained in L.A. the other day. It's, <laughs> it's been actually raining a ton. Uh, but yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, I, I do think that California is maybe untapped because there's probably a lot of laws that do favor wine because they're known as wine They're That's what they're trying to get people behind um, in California. And I think there's probably a lot of untapped space because there's people with a lot of money there 
Um, and uh, whiskey's starting to pop up and become popular everywhere else. So you would think California would get into the game sooner rather than later. Yeah, and, and like when you think about Illinois, like a lot of our laws regarding spirits in Illinois are from recently. Well, after they, they all are. Every state's kind of like that. And they're still hard to change. Mm-hmm. And then when you think about California with all those wine people, like, hey, this is gonna this could affect our sales. Why would we want to yeah. take our tourism away and share it with somebody else? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have a lot of people lobbying to make it harder and harder to change laws out. I, there. I guarantee you that's could be. true. It sounds like a very Californian thing to do as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> any any um, state with with liquor is very old school. They're they're very hard to change those laws. Um, and California yeah. with the wine country, they probably have a lot of old money um, and a lot of old politics that play into a factor of denying new distilleries to pop up. And when you think about it, there's a decent amount coming out of the Pacific Northwest. When you look at yeah. Oregon mm-hmm. and Washington, Washington, there are yeah. some distilleries that have some decent distribution up there. And they're producing a decent amount, but you're not seeing it out of out of California. No. It'd be a it'd be something we should probably research maybe sometime. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like even like specifically, Oregon has a big single malt, um, like uh, I can't think of. Uh, I mean, Westward, <laughs> Westland. Um, yeah. Thanks for saving me. And yeah, well, and like out of Washington, like you know, those are some of the two best single malt distilleries in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's not single malt, but I've had Trails End out of Oregon, which is Oregon Oak. Is um, it Bull Run? Uh, what's the Bull Run is out of there, out of Oregon. Bull Run's out there. What's the uh, Woodenville? Yeah, up Woodenville out, is Washington. Yeah, yeah, quite a few area. Um, in terms of the big ones that you're seeing, which out of California, um, Sonoma Distilling is one of the bigger mm-hmm. ones. Okay, the biggest yeah. one that people probably search for is Redwood Empire. Yeah, um, they've had some special roads. Not, I guess, I guess, kind of special releases I've tried that were pretty darn good. Some of their mm-hmm. stuff is just okay, um, but that's pretty. Decent. I would say Redwood Empire is the one I've drank the most out of it. Jake, you had mentioned another one as uh, well, Wolves. too. Mm. Wolves whiskey is definitely one to keep an eye on out of California. They're kind of um, niche, I'd say. Extremely niche. Like, extreme. Like, I don't even think crafty is the right word, but just like more niche. It's like experimental. Yeah. Almost. So they're like purely experimental. I mean, you have to, you have to kind of turn your eyes towards them because their first two releases they did were with collaboration with Willet. Um, so they're not just like pumping on a still in someone's backyard and creating a brand out of nowhere. Um, they have good connections. And the story behind them is that they're distilling on like a 1980s brandy still that came out of Cognac. And the guy that's distilling it doesn't trust anyone to run the still. So when they're doing distilling runs, he's sleeping in four-hour shifts so they can wake up, make all the cuts on the still, go back to sleep, wake up, make the cuts, go back to sleep. Um, And there was a really interesting article that Forbes published about them about a year ago talking about how they're like, 
the future of investment whiskey, um, which could lead us down a whole nother rabbit hole. I know with this group, um, but <laughs> just something to something to look up, something to keep an eye on, because like they don't do a whole lot of releases. Everything they release is like extremely small quantities, and most of it doesn't go out to stores. Most of it is only available in California at the distillery. Um, but we have received a few things from them and they're getting, they're getting attention from some other known distilleries. So I think it's just something to keep an eye on for now and pay attention to. Yeah. That, uh, the hops one was wild, super unique. I mean, some people hated it. Uh, I loved it cause of how unique it was. It was like a, it was a blend of, uh, like a six year old stout mash with like a seven year old rye whiskey mash and like a nine year old hoppy pale ale mash. Um, and you could taste everything in there. It smelled like a Guinness. It tasted like a Sierra Nevada pale ale. Um, and you know, you, you could, you could really actually taste the hops in there and the chocolatey from the stout. So there was, there was a lot going on the rye with the spice. Um, it was, it was, one of the more unique whiskeys I've had for the price point. There's probably def- better things out there on the shelf. Um, but, you know, if you're looking for like the most unique whiskey out there, that would be probably it. Yeah. I thought their label looked pretentious, but it looks boring and plain. It's from California. So it's, it makes sense. yeah, it's just, it's just a white label wolves. with the wall. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I know they don't, they're, they're, I think they think they don't really need to do much marketing because their story is pretty cool. Um, and they're only producing so much that it does actually sell out every batch that they put out. Um, but yeah, I think if they want to scale up, they need to do something about their bottle and marketing and labels. It's just like the way their label was, was on the bottle made me think it was like a Patrick Bateman business card style of <laughs> play that they were going for. <laughs> like, that's all I could think about when I saw it. But mm-hmm. um, if we go to the other side, if we look at Missouri, again, not a ton yet. Um, the, the Probably the one that you've heard most about recently, it's coming out more and more, is the Ben Holiday, and Holiday Distillery. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we had that in a blind tasting at Gold Eagle as well. They use a uh, soft red winter wheat, similar to Makers and and also Whiskey Acres. Um, Which side these, note? That was the only whiskey I've tasted in a blind to Gold Eagle that I actively disliked. Which one? <laughs> the holiday. The, the oh. holiday. It's it's done very well in our blinds. I know. It, I just did not like it. Don't know why. <laughs> which which one were you? I, I remember because you, you remember were, what it was against. You were just sitting there shitting all over it, and it was up oh, against the, ours. Yeah, the kickers. And I, I like, and, and like as soon as I got the glasses, I'm like, oh, this one smells all right. Oh, I know which one this one is. And I just let you shit all over the holiday. <laughs> I'm like, well, at least it's not shitting over whiskey acres. I'm, I'm in good. I'm in good spirits now. Um, I don't think it was bad. It, it was lacking a little bit for me. Um, but yeah, holiday. And then uh, I've never had it. I know our master distiller is a big fan of still 630 out of Missouri. Um, and Gold Eagle Jake had mentioned that there is now a designation for Missouri straight bourbon. Same way that we have designations for Tennessee whiskey, um, Kentucky straight bourbon. 
And the rules for Missouri straight bourbon that got passed is it must be 100% corn from Missouri, must be mashed, distilled, and fermented, or mashed, fermented, distilled in Missouri, and made out of Missouri oak barrels. So they have a fairly tight standard on what considered is considered Missouri straight bourbon. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it would be interesting to see that become a trend across uh, the country. I don't know of any other state designations like that off the top of my head. Um, besides Kentucky straight. Yeah, but I was going to say besides Kentucky, I don't think there's any other that I know of. Yeah, so I mean, well, that's, that's Tennessee, Tennessee cool. whiskey has their oh stuff yeah, too, Tennessee but, does. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of nice because it helps promote stuff that's growing in the state. So yeah, it's yeah. nice to be able to see something that you know, hey, this is all. Obviously, that's big for us at Whiskey Acres with everything being grown on the farm. But saying, hey, we know where all this stuff's coming from. It's all locally sourced stuff. Um, let's let our state stand out a little bit in this in this whiskey. So yeah, and you know, with the recent scares over the availability of American white oak, saying okay, you you can use <laughs> you know some other type of wood, you know, for your uh, your whiskey and call it you know it's some still white oak, Jake. It's, oh, it's I know, still white oak, but like made, it's it's Missouri is part of America, so it's still American white oak. <laughs> Um, if if, you, if you're not good on your geology or your geography, that's I know, not... but don't they prefer to source from the Kentucky area? I no. thought that was the the main issue. It's, no, it, I mean, there's like a lot of Oregon oak that goes around too. Oh, so. Okay, never mind. I then. think Missouri is one of the ones that's go. They're ripping through really quick. Yeah. Um. Well, then I don't know what I'm talking about. We can move on. Like like normal. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I guess if you're going to try and pick a Super Bowl winner off of the whiskey style of things, I've probably had the most and enjoyed the most out of Redwood Empire of these, but I will say I don't, I have not had a ton of experience. We have tasted a bunch of different things. Um, Redwood Empire is good. They're, I mean, that's a distillery where almost everything I've tried from them has been solid for their respected price point. So that would be a fun head-to-head blind all Redwood Empire versus Ben Holiday. Pick our Super Bowl winner. Yeah, right that would there. be uh, pretty stark, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I feel you guys feel missed like... that opportunity the other week when you had a blind uh, tasting. We could have. Like Gold Eagle Maybe we should do it Saturday time. night. This Saturday night after this episode airs, or before this episode airs, and uh, yeah, yeah, pick our Super Bowl winner mm-hmm. off of that. Yeah. <laughs> So who do you guys are you guys have any rooting interest at all in this? Um I think uh San Francisco is going to win. Um only because Taylor Swift needs a ring and the only way that's going to happen is if they win. Well, she's with the Chiefs. Or do I yeah, have that backwards? She, yeah. I have it yeah, backwards. completely backwards. Again, just more proof I don't, why I don't care Jake's, at all. Jake's a whiskey so person, not a sports person. <laughs> Is he? Because he doesn't seem to know much about whiskey either. <laughs> conversation. Uh, I I was talking about trees. <laughs> that's that's where I got lost. I don't know. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, let the certified much, arborist. Let the certi- your, farmer certified yeah, arborist. Your, I'm about. torn. I've been I've been uh, picking the Chiefs the entire way this playoffs, just because I know. Mm-hmm. 
they turn a switch when the playoffs come and when big games come, they, they're a different team than the regular season. But I kind of want the 49ers to win only because they're, you know, the underdogs or, you know, they haven't, they haven't won. Chiefs have won. Mahomes got his rings. Kelsey got his rings. Yeah. So they're good. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just hoping for a good game. As long as it's a close game, it's fun to watch. I think I'll be happy. So Roger Goodell says he thinks it's going to be watched by 200 million people, which I think last year's Super Bowl was 112 or 120, somewhere in there. Why? Because it's Taylor Swift? I'm guessing a lot of the Swifties are going to watch. I think he's pulling those numbers in. Um, To be honest, I don't really care about either of these teams. Um, I would would want the Niners to win more for the Brock Purdy story. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I think that's cool from being the last pick in the draft to – having a Super Bowl ring, which yeah. was something you wouldn't ex- would never expect because well, he's one of the very few Mr. Relevance that made opening day roster in NFL history. Um, so to go from that to, to starting QB, the Super Bowl winning team would be cool. Um, you know, one of my one of my dreams in high school was to be able to dance like Usher, uh, <laughs> but I'm still not overly excited to see the Usher <laughs> halftime show. Like, Aren't there like six people doing the halftime show? There's always like six it's people like doing the, the most random show. group. It was like Rusher, yeah. or Usher, Reba. Rusher. I, I was just mixing up Reba and Usher, uh, and um, what's his face? Uh, Post Malone and somebody else that's also like out of left field. I know Usher is the main. Yeah, I. Yeah, Usher's the main one. Like. I, I understand why they put a lot of people in, but like when you look at last year's, was my favorite of all time. Um, you have Dre, you have Snoop. That wasn't last year. Yeah, it was. No, last year was Rihanna, wasn't it? Oh, uh, Rihanna, yeah, two years ago. Two years ago was probably my favorite. Um, but then they had, what's his, Kendrick Lamar or whatever. I can't remember who it was that made no sense to shoehorn in there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't have much uh, interest in the Super Bowl this year. It just kind of sucks, but yeah. Um, what do you mean? Right. I'll be sitting there eating my caviar got, and great drinking interest. Japanese Everyone whiskey. Everyone should have interest. It's one of the most entertaining. It is the most entertaining sports event of the year. Even if you don't like football, there's going to be is. some entertaining commercials. They haven't they been, been as yeah, they haven't been what, good, but they're going to be better than any other typical broadcast. And I guess. I, but like I did you, see, you just hit, I don't know, like I, I also I don't think know. there's been it's not as good as it used yeah, to be. Yeah, but there's also been a lot of there's been a lot of hate on the commercials lately. So I think I got I got a feeling they're gonna step it up this year. I the other crazy thing on the commercial side is what the five largest car companies aren't had any the top five largest car companies aren't running a commercial this year. Oh really? That's surprising. Mm. New, yeah, yeah. Because they're all stopping so, their electric vehicle sales. <laughs> yeah, it was a year or two ago when everything was all like all so usually when uh uh Jake R and we we're at the Super Bowl, um Roberto years ago before Jake R was even I who even knew who Jake was, before I even knew I think who Jenna Ray was. Um we used to have Super Bowl parties at an apartment complex and Roberto was there and we would bet on everything, including <laughs> I bet the next car I bet the next commercials for Pepsi. Nope, I'm going hmm. Doritos. Like it was any single bet you could throw out. <laughs> like we had they had a bet 
between uh, Roberto and another friend who they would show someone spitting on the sideline first, like just talking to Lugie on the sideline. That was a ten dollar bet that played out for three quarters. Like it was just any stupid thing you wanted to bet on, um, and that, that's how that's that's it, it's, it makes it super all enjoyable. Spend money, bet money. That's fun. Just bet your money. Yeah, prop, squares. Prop bets if, are the if best. If you're at a Super Bowl party that does not have squares, get the fuck hmm. out. Yeah. Squares they are and, not gonna and prop put bets that are... little effort. If you can't put the small effort into squares, don't have a Super Bowl party. You don't deserve to have one. I will That's... so I I'm a little upset though about last year that Chris Stapleton did not go over on the national anthem. I was a little upset yeah. about that. <clears throat> hey, the good news this year, Super Bowl pre pre concert, Zach Bryan, baby. Oh, really? Nice. But Bud Light Super Bowl pre concert is. I thought Zach you were going to say so really good news this year is you can drink Traveler before the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, you could get your redemption. Um, <laughs> anything else about the big game or anything else we want to talk about with with those things? I know we're just kind of all over the place. We was yeah, just kind it's of kind a, of kind of a jumble episode. episode kind of a you know we're releasing this on Super Bowl Sunday, we- so just talking random shit and. Uh, I mean, to be fair, we've had a lot of things planned out with guests mm-hmm. and things recently. We kind of needed to take a break from like five minutes of yeah, planning a week to the shit. just doing nothing. This is uh, also might be Dan's um, last episode for a little while, maybe. Yeah, I'll probably be gone for a few weeks. Um, if you if you listened, you know, a few months ago, I missed an episode with with back surgery and. Uh, didn't quite clear everything up, so they're sending me in for a major one this time. So I'll probably be uh, laid up for a few weeks, but uh, get back as quick as I can and drink whiskey as quick as I can. But one of the questions I asked specifically this time is if I'm on pain meds pretty heavily, when can I start drinking <coughs> straight whiskey again, which doesn't go over as well as you expect it to in the doctor's <laughs> office. Um, it's only five see- to seven times a week, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, they're like, well, like I get mad because like they ask me that question, and now that I've been a neat bourbon drinker, it's like they ask you how many have, how many drinks do you have a week, and I'm like, okay, if I write down five to ten, it's bad, but if I say like twelve ounces a week, that doesn't sound nearly as bad. <laughs> like, that sounds like a that sounds like a beer a week. That sounds perfectly fine. Um, but no, so I'll probably miss a little bit, which is going to give you time to talk about things no one that listens cares about, such as. Scotch and cordials and uh, other bullshit. We're actually we're pushing back Scotch matters, because March is going to be the return of March dramness. Our other uh, sports related <laughs> event. Yeah, we did really well on that. For as drunk as we got during that whole thing of not saying the actual, I know right? things that happen that are mad in in the month of March, <laughs> we did well. And if you're unfamiliar with March dramness. It was a great idea Roberto had. Mm-hmm. And if you're new to listening to the show, Roberto had never had any idea. We just would say ideas and he would claim them. <laughs> um, where we do a bracket, a blind bracket challenge uh, and pick a winner all the way through blind. So all the rounds are completely blind. We get to the end, we get to a winner, and then we find out what everything is. So we'll, we'll cue that back up. That was fun. Plus, it's like... I know we split it up over like two days last time. Like we had like multiple episodes. We did all the drinking over yeah. two days. Like this, this year we're just going to hunker down one Saturday <laughs> and just blaze right through it. Like, I feel like we need to do it at gold Eagle with games on behind us. 
as we're just sitting there getting we should we like should we'd have to like... I'd, I'd sponsor an uber for everybody home but we would do it <laughs> that's an expensive uber to get back no down no to no you're sleeping at you're you said home that's not my home <laughs> oh god all right gents well I hope I know we're not going to see each other for the for the game. Uh, I'll be having a whiskey, thinking about how awful you guys are, and then a few days later, I'll be uh, all drugged up on the good stuff. So, yep. But have fun, guys. Have a few fun episodes without me. Make sure to say lots of nice we things will. about me. You know it. I, I would say I'll listen to make sure, but let's be honest, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> we can talk all we're the talk shit. as much yeah. shit as possible. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'll give it. You guys talk shit to my face. Like, why would I talk to you when you talk when I'm not here? Yeah, like, but it's, it's more fun, fun when you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this was fun. Last little just kind of shit around episode. Hopefully, people who listened uh, enjoyed. Someone's probably going to talk shit like they always do, but that's fine. So, yeah. Let us know what everybody thinks about pairings. For yeah, things. seriously. Yeah. And um, if you do have a good pairing, drop it in the comments. Let us know. Like, so us know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, where can people go to buy uh, their alcohol? Uh, GoldEagleWine.com or 255 Peterson Road in Libertyville, Illinois. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at GoldEagleWine, Facebook at GoldEaglespirits, and uh, you know, you'll be up to date with all of our daily deliveries and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Gold Eagle. Any other delivery news over ship. there if uh, you're listening the day this comes out, though. We you do ship. Oh, yeah. So it hasn't. Yeah, Jake, way to step all over when I set it, that up it, perfectly. It <laughs> hasn't been officially announced yet, but we actually have started shipping. Uh, we're kind of waiting to just get a few weeks of shipping under our belt before we blast it out there to the masses. But we have started <clears throat> shipping to Florida, Alaska, Puerto Rico, and D.C., and all throughout Illinois. Don't ask me why that's where we ship, but that is where we ship for now. Um, so yeah, if you're in if you're in one of those states, you can now order from goldeaglewine.com. We'll ship it to you. Um, if you're in a different state that isn't in there, I would like to hear where you're from because we can start to expand. Um, these were just the easiest states to start shipping to. So as soon as we get a little grasp on that, we'll posted out that we're shipping officially um but yeah we are we have started to ship yeah Just only so about know, a year like, after you announced initially um almost Promise a year kind of but, fulfilled yeah <laughs> there's a as you should know i mean dan i know knows but there's a lot of politics and legal stuff that you have to go through with anything to do with liquor and let's just say it took a lot longer than we expected to get everything in line and in order to start shipping so Mm -hmm. yeah it was a huge headache a huge headache i'll put it at that but the payoff is worth it we'll see We've we've only we've only shipped a few orders Maybe. so far, so we'll see if it's worth it. But I mean, hey, a few is better than nothing, right? Yep. Just so you know, Alaska is on my list of places I want to get back to recently, or somewhat in the near future, and I will definitely be ordering a bottle and having That's you awesome. ship it to Alaska. Hell yeah! 
And I'll wait for a time when you have a free shipping promo to do that. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Jake, where can people hear us? Um, you can watch us on YouTube and Spotify. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast platform. Um, you can email us at bourbonmatters at gmail.com. Go to our website that Dan probably hasn't updated in over a year. Mm. Mm, I think it's about six months. So don't go to the website. Um, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm going to have a lot of time to do nothing, so I guess it's going to get updated. <laughs> in that case, go to bourbonmatterspodcast.com uh, when Dan's out for surgery. Um, yeah, like, share, comment, subscribe, click the notification bell, follow us on instagram or facebook um yeah make sure you watch our episode from last week on lake county whiskey club um we had matt the founder on it was Shout great to matt. conversation um yeah if you're from lake county you should absolutely join up um keep an eye on their facebook page for events um because this this year matt's got a lot of really cool plan stuff planned with jake uh and Lots of other exciting things. Hell yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.